Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. He's too damn old. I know. He's old. And he's got three kids. You don't see color. Are you serious with me right now? I am not a liar. You have a lot of nerve. Don't talk to me like that. Or what? Seriously. Or what? <laughs> or nothing. Right, exactly. I Shut the up. Mm-hmm. Erica. Life is a poker game. And everybody's got to show their cards. Kathy, shut up. Kathy, hello everyone. Welcome to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino. That was just a portion of the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills trailer, which I think looks fantastic. We're going to be breaking it down frame by frame. My favorite part, of course, was at the end when Erica Jane, a demon, came over Pathopus and she was just saying, or what? Or what? I mean, truly, what was going on? It was reminiscent of Amsterdam when she was yelling at our dear Eileen Davidson saying, you don't know what I go through every night. I mean, I love when that demon takes over Pathopus. Nothing better. Nothing better, you guys. So we're going to be breaking it all down. Uh, also, we're going to be talking about the Real Houses of Dallas. Don't get mad at me. We're not going to be covering Jersey today. Okay, and that's largely because I didn't get the screener in time to get a chance to watch it yet. So we're not covering it. Maybe on the next episode or something. I don't know. We'll fit it in. We'll catch up at some point. But... For now, uh, we're doing Beverly Hills, Dallas, and also, you guys, I got to at least uh, mention the news of Colton Underwood, who was one of the Bachelor people. You know, we dipped into Bachelor Nation earlier this year, or was it last year? I don't know. I can't uh, understand time and space at this point. But uh, Colton just came out to Robin Roberts. It's also been reported that he's got a Netflix series, allegedly, where Colt, uh, Gus Kenworthy is going to be his gay spiritual guide. I don't know. We don't know what's going on there, but... Uh, you know, it's interesting. I'm uh, happy when anyone comes out, but there's other things with this man that I don't really understand. And, you know, so I don't know if I could even get into detail and speak in, on it because unclear, unclear. Uh, but, you know, I'm happy when anyone comes out of the closet. You know, it's a good thing for all involved. I remember my own coming out. And honestly, once I, I wish I could have came out on TV because at that point, you know, you, you're sort of trickling yourself out. So you're coming out to mom and dad, then your brothers, then your friends, and then your coworker. You're just like having to come out a million times. At least if you get to do it on TV with Robin Roberts, you just say, hey, I'm sucking dick. And then you get to go about your life. You don't got to be doing it every five seconds. So, you know, I am a little envious of that. And now he's getting a reality show. They're just giving anyone a reality show these days. Honestly, everyone gets a show on Netflix except Danny. But, you know, he's got one coming. We're going to be watching it. I don't know. We'll see. And I guess we'll get to know this man. I wish I could speak more on it. Again, I just don't understand the intricacies of this human being because I've only dipped into the Bachelor world. I watched that Tasha season at the La Quinta Inn playgrounds. You know, I felt very claustrophobic at the La Quinta Inn. I love some of the bachelor, Bachelorette people. You know, I love Rachel Lindsay. Ah, oh, she's a queen icon legend. So, you know, we love uh, we love and support the Bachelor Nation, but I just don't know enough about this man to speak on it. So let's 
dive into something I am versed in, and that's The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Now, this trailer opens with Dorit saying, guys, let's play a game, two truths and a lie. Now, this has become a trope of The Real Housewives, where we play these icebreaker games. And as someone who was class president in high school, I was class president, and I love these games. They remind me of student council. I was always running these games. You know, we was always having to do these icebreakers at events, and it was truly like I lived for it. You know, student council was like my identity in high school. I remember it was the first time I got, you know, they give you a letter. Like, I had lettered in student council, and I remember my freshman year, I got the letter. And I wanted to get a letterman's jacket, and I told my mom, I said, you know, this is a little letterman's detour. I told my mom, I said, I want to get a letterman's jacket because I just got my letter, my first letter in high school. I got, I got to get the leather jacket. And it was expensive. And I remember my mom didn't want to spend the money at the time. She's like, Dan, you don't need a letter for student council. And I was like, no, mom, no, I already got it. Like I earned it. Dan, you do not need to go advertising that. You know, Linda, <laughs> Linda was in some ways ahead of her time. You know, she was, she knew that I couldn't withstand that in high school. I've already had to withstand enough. But there is no way that I could be walking around with a leather jacket with a, a letter on the back that said student council. You know, she knew. She knew we supported. Linda knows all when it comes down to it. But really, they just didn't want to spend the money on the jackets. So she's like, Dan, you can't do that. You got to get a sports one. Got to get a sports one, Dan. You can't just be walking around saying student council on your jacket. And then uh, I never ended up getting that letterman's jacket. So, you know, that's on me. Um, one of my regrets in life, I think about it every night when I go to bed, I think, why didn't I get that jacket for student council? Maybe I would have gotten bullied a little bit, but at least I would have had the jacket, right? I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. Anyway, they're playing this on The Housewives, and Dorit says that, and they immediately do a close-up on Erica. So now they're leading us to believe that this whole season is going to be about the Erica Jane, Tom Girardi, orphan widow thing, where they were bamboozling people. And I believe the editors were telling us in this trailer, like, look, Erica's guilty. That's what I believe they were telling us. Subconsciously, subliminally, and even very outright, they were doing close-ups. And they, there was one point where Erica's like, I'm not a liar. And then they kind of showed her looking like a liar. You know, they know what they're doing over there, Bravo. Those brilliant people, those editors, they really, uh, they come alive when they're doing the trailer for The Real House of Beverly Hills. I, the other day when this came out, I went on YouTube and I was watching all the old trailers you know, the ones from last season, the season before that, before that. And even the really flop seasons, they give us a good trailer. They know what they're doing. So I salute them today. And Erica says, I did not see this ending this way. I was going to hold that man's hand until he died, she says, in regards to her husband, Tom, who now is saying he's got pretend amnesia or something. He's pretending he didn't know about all the ways he was bamboozling these people, which I don't believe for a second. But she says she's going to hold that man's hand until he died, which leads me to believe that Erica just assumed and knew that he would die before her. And honestly, I would like to maybe analyze that psychologically, but to be honest, like that man was old. And so I, you know, understand where she's coming from with that. I get it. You know, I get it. If he was maybe like 10 years younger, I'd say, what does that mean? You know, is I can't believe she said his, you know, normally when you talk about a loved one, you would say, I was going to hold that man's hand until we both died. You know, you imagine it like the notebook where you're just sort of drifting off to sleep next to each other. God, that movie was good, wasn't it? I haven't watched it in a while. I need to watch The Notebook. Somebody re remind me. Put that in my calendar, Alexa. I need to rewatch that. Um, but yeah, that's how you imagine it. So the fact that Erica just always imagined like he was going to go first, like he was going to croak and then, you know, she's going to move on with her life. I get it. I get it. 
But they keep doing these close-ups. Every time they question Erica, they do close-ups on Sutton's face, where Sutton's like, what the fuck? And they did a close-up, and then they put up one of those Real Houses of Beverly Hills title cards. You know, they like to do that in these trailers, too. So it said, what is true? You know, that's what they put up there. What is true? And I love they're so stupid when they do that. Like, And I don't know, those graphics always look a little janky to me, like when they do what is true. I know something about it reminds me of like 1999 clip art. I'm not sure what that is. Like I'm expecting Clippy, that paper clip, to pop on screen and be like, do you want to save? Like, that's, what I, that's what I imagine when Beverly Hills does those title cards. But you know what? There's a They're flawless in their trailer production. I just Maybe those graphics could be spiced up a little bit next year. They did it when, remember when Lucy Lucy Apple Juice... Which, by the way, you guys, why wasn't it named fucking Apple Juicy? Why did that dog, why was it named Apple Lucy Lucy Apple Juice? It should have been Lucy Lucy Apple Juicy. And I'll never get over that. Anyway, even when they did that trailer, they had those janky graphics where it would look like the clip art. And I would just like maybe enjoy them to step that graphic up a little bit next time. That's my only note. My only note. Okay, I don't have a lot of notes here. Because everything else looks beautiful. You know, the next shot we got in the trailer was this stunning aerial shot of Garcelle and Erica on a mountain. I mean, it didn't even look like there was a camera crew with them. It, it must have been a drone shot or something. Truly looked next level to me. And honestly, that made me think these people deserve an Emmy. And I don't know if they get respected enough for their cinematography, but it looked so beautiful. And it was just the two of them on a mountain. And Garcelle says, did you have any heads up? Like, is that why you got divorced? And Erica nods yes, but says no. She knew. I believe her to know. By the way, everything in this podcast is alleged because I can't have these lawyers coming after me. So just know that. Know that, know that in the words of Alison Dubois, know that. Everything I'm about to say is a legend. And, uh, you know, it could be true, could be false. But I believe that she knew everything. And so she's saying, she's nodding yes, but saying no. And that's something I would like a, psych, uh, a psychologist or someone to break down because... Uh, you know, there's something there. There's something there. Then we get another title that says, what is the lie? What is the lie? And Dorit says, orphans and widows. It makes you sick. And Kyle says to Erica, did you know any of this? And Erica says, no one knows the answer but him. And Garcelle's looking at her like, what the fuck? I don't believe any of this. And I believe Garcelle and Sutton are the only ones who feel to me like they might call this stuff out. I feel like the other women are just going to be like, okay, whatever Erica says. You know, I'm, that's what I'm a little bit worried about this season. Cause I know they're all good buddies with Eric Jane. So I don't think they're, they're just going to pat her puss emotionally and let her go on bamboozling the orphans and widows. And so at least we have Garcelle and Sutton, which Gar- Sutton finally got a diamond. I'm so happy for her. she got the diamond. It was nice to just see it. I know we got confirmation like last week that she was getting the diamond, but seeing it on screen holding that diamond, I go, you go Sutton. That's a shouting through the screen. And. Then we start to get sort of like the fun part of the trailer. You know, this is when they cut like uh, to all the fun stuff where Lisa Rin is like, what's wrong with being fake and phony sometimes? And then the narration comes in this season on Real Hustlers of Beverly Hills. And we get all the fun scenes. We get like Lisa Renna pretending she's in the movie Titanic. Lisa Renna doesn't seem like she's got a lot going on. Uh, you know, it's mostly the Scott Disick stuff and Amelia, which we'll get to. But... I do worry that Rinna is best when she's stirring the pot, and it doesn't seem like she stirs the pot this season. That worries me a little bit. I'm concerned. Uh, Let's see. Uh, Speaking of storylines, Dorit's storyline is she's doing a wedding dress collection. 
And she does sort of like a curtain reveal where they drop the curtains and we see the wedding dresses behind the windows. Why did I say windows? I sound like my mother now. Sometimes you guys message me and say, like, Danny, you sound like your mom, Linda's, the impression you do of your mom, Linda. And honestly, you know, I'm turning into Linda, so it is true. It's true. I do what I do. But she does the, she reveals behind the window, the window, that uh, the wedding dress collection. We see these women shopping too, and they're, Kyle's like about to buy something that's over a million dollars, and she says, Who wants to kick in to buy me this? And Erica Jane says, Kick into my legal, legal fund, you bitch. <laughs> kick into my legal fund, you bitch. And look, I can't with this Erica Jane. I just, uh, I need her to get called out on her shit. I mean, she's bamboozling the other people, apparently, allegedly. Maybe we'll find out more. Maybe there's more to the story and we'll find out more at bravotv.com. But I feel like uh, I need uh, the other women to call her out. And you know what this real smoking gun for me with Erica Jane was? Her makeup's not blended in this season, so I feel like she couldn't pay the glam squad that she normally could. There's even one point later on in the trailer where you see the makeup rubbed off on her shirt. I saw some accounts online post like that you could see the makeup smeared on her neck collar. And that's the kind of thing that happens to me when I do a Zoom interview. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't have uh, a glam squad making sure that the makeup's not smearing on my collar. So if you watch uh, my Zoom interviews on YouTube, you'll just see, like, a bunch of rouge on my neckline. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, that's something that happens to me. It shouldn't happen to Erica Jane, who's been perfectly glam this whole show. And what does she have without the glam? What happens next season if she don't have the glam? And she's, uh, you know, accused of bamboozling widows and orphans. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but then we see uh, a, a scene that I just, you guys, shook me to my core. Shook me to my motherfucking core. And that is Kathy Hilton in a hat that looks like a lampshade. Truly, like, what was going on? Do you guys know what I'm talking about? She looked like she's wearing a lampshade. She looks like she just went up to my lamp in the living room here and put it on her head. And honestly, I loved it. Kathy looks like a weird, quirky present. She gives me more Kim Richards than Kyle Richards. I get more of that energy from her. There was one point where she howled at the moon, and I thought I was watching Teen Wolf. I thought, where's Michael J. Fox? Because I'm watching Teen Wolf, and Kathy's going to just turn into a wolf because she's howling at the moon. I mean, it was truly shocking. And there was also one point where she was talking, and she sounded just like Paris, her daughter. That excited me. Now, she's only a friend of... But she looks like a large presence. The trailer ended on a Kathy moment. So I'm assuming that Kathy's going to be around quite a bit and a large presence on this show. And that's, that's good. That's good. Then we see all the women dancing. We're introduced to Crystal Minkoff, who, you guys, I'm uh, obsessed with Crystal already. I'm glad she's joining this show. She says uh, to Sutton, you're an inappropriate, awkward person because you're jealous. And then we get this moment from Sutton. I'm just going to play it here. Uh, I'm just going to play. This is what uh, the Sutton moment. Uh, just listen. You crystal jealous of what? Your ugly leather pants. That's a moment, ladies and gentlemen. That's a trailer moment. That's something that I'm going to be thinking about forever. The rest of time. Which, by the way, I just have to say, like, isn't it so funny when we watch these shows and the most ridiculous lines become catchphrases, which is so stupid because in the scripted world, a writer, an actor would kill for a catchphrase. They would kill for a catchphrase. And on these shows, you could say the most insane thing. You could say something like mention it all or clip. 
you know, Dorinda was just yelling clip at a restaurant midday. And that somehow became a catchphrase that she puts on mugs and sells on her website. Like, what the fuck is that? It's crazy. These people, I, I get catchphrases out of nothing. And I feel like Sutton just got herself a catchphrase. She just got herself a catchphrase. What am I uh, jealous of? Your ugly leather pants. And then the editors show a close-up of Crystal's leather pants. And I got to agree with Sutton here. I didn't like them, but I'm no fashionista. I'm a maxinista, so I don't know. But... I do love that it's become a catchphrase. Sutton already got herself one. First season with a diamond, and now she's got a catchphrase. It's only a matter of time uh, until she starts selling that on her website or at the store. We're seeing something about leather pants. Loved it. But really, I mean, truly, these catchphrases are insane. And we just support them and celebrate them. I mean, in the Bravo community, we'll celebrate the most ridiculous line that doesn't even make any sense. I'll tell you how I'm doing. Not well, bitch. And then we'll just celebrate it for years to come. You remember when she just, Dorinda's a catchphrase machine, honestly. I'm going to miss that. Remember she was just yelling Giovanni at the stage, and that somehow became a thing. Stock of Giovanni went through the roof after just Dorinda yelling the word Giovanni. And it somehow, (laughs) somehow became a stupid tagline. I loved it. Love it. Uh, You guys, I'm so happy. Can you tell how happy I am when I get a new trailer? Woo! I feel good. I feel great. I feel grand. What's next? We're going to get Potomac trailer. I'm excited for that. I mean, we're months away from that, but I'm excited. We also got the Family Karma trailer. You guys, season two's coming soon. I can't wait for that. You know, I love my Family Karma. So catch up on that season one. It's fun. So uh, let's see. Oh, we got uh, Crystal Minkoff. Then we uh, we see the scene where Kyle says she texted her sister, Kim, and Kathy says, Kim changed her number. You guys, Kim changed her number and did not give it to her sister, Kyle. Kyle doesn't even have Kim's number. She can't get a hold of the sister. And uh, something about that I love. I don't know. I'm not sure what part of it I love the most. The fact that Kim just isn't interested in giving her sister Kyle her number or Kyle's reaction to it. You know, you could tell she was really shocked on camera, which after so many seasons on this show, I don't think there's been many times now where Kyle's shocked on camera. It just doesn't happen as much anymore. She's seen it all. She's seen it all on this show, and yet we still got a moment in this trailer where she's shocked to find out her sister, one of the only two sisters in her life, did not give her her phone number. And Kathy just rubbed it in her face. She twisted that knife. God bless Kathy. I'm really loving Kathy. You guys, Kathy, Kathy, Kathy. Love her. Give her an Emmy. Okay, so Kyle I didn't get the number. Uh, Garcelle, we see a little moment where she's sitting down with the kids. She says, what if I get married again? I want to see Garcelle date. We'll see. Uh, we also get Lisa Renna on the phone with Amelia. Is that the one who's dating Scott Disick? She's dating Scott Disick, and she sort of whispers on the FaceTime. She's like, I'm dating this guy, Scott, or something like that. And I guess we'll see more of that. I don't like this Scott. Scott's much older. I hate to judge. You know, I've always heard, you know, I, I think I've said this on the podcast before. Patty Stanger used to say, it's not easy to date someone over nine years older. She said, uh, nine years is like the cutoff. She says, otherwise you're born in different generations. It's hard. And Scott is much, much older than Amelia. And Amelia's really young. I don't know. It kind of weirds me out a little bit. I know she's of age, but it makes me a little, it gives me a little bit uncomfortableness. A little uncomfortable. It is what it is. That's my feeling on it. Okay, so then we get uh, Sutton versus Crystal. More of that. Crystal says, you don't see color. And Sutton gets real pissed. She gets real pissed, and I'm not sure I'm ready for this feud. I hadn't heard anything about this feud, but apparently it's the thing. Um, then we get that uh, Erica Jane Sutton moment. I'm not a liar. Shut the fuck up. Or what? 
Or what? Seriously. Or what? Or what? I feel like my Erica Jane this season is going to be my Luann impression, too. They're just both uh, the cookie monster. But she, I mean, a demon. That's a demon. That's a demon. A Pat the Puss demon. What should we call her? PTP demon. You know, Pat the Puss demon. PTP demon. Uh, just really takes over Erica Jane's body. And I sort of hate, can I just vent for a second? I sort of hate that Erica Jane comes alive once a season. And it's always really good, but it's like, I need that energy all the time. I mean, I don't need her just fighting with anyone willy-nilly, but I do think that that energy, it comes out for like literally two minutes a season, and they always put in the trailer, and it almost bamboozles us into thinking that Erica's this really fun housewife, but most of the ho- most of the time, she's not in the mix. She's just sort of stone-faced there throughout all of these group scenes. She previously gave us these great outfits, but now she's given us non-blended makeup and rouge on the collar. So what what are we getting from her after this? Uh, but they really do trick us into thinking, oh, she's a really great housewife. That whole trailer was about her, and it seemed like she really came alive uh, against Sutton, and that's happened before. Remember that one season where she went after Teddy and said, don't say I have amnesia. I don't have amnesia. Shut the fuck up. You know, she always comes alive for a second, and then that's it. So, look, I'm not bamboozled by Erica Jane anymore. Mm-mm. Those orphans and widows might have been, but not Danny. <laughs> That was inappropriate, you guys. Pretend I didn't say that. I'm sorry. I didn't really mean it like that. I was just trying to make you guys laugh. But, yeah, she does it. She bamboozles. That's uh, the way we should call her, Bamboozle Jane. Um, let's see. Then she fights with her. The end of the trailer is just this Kathy moment that is just so good where she says, life is a poker game and everyone's got to show their cards. And then Kyle just says, shut the fuck up, Kathy. And I, that was a moment, too, because... I think we got to see the sisterly relationship between Kyle and Kathy in that little moment at the end of the trailer. And it's just so fun to me. And I want to see more of that. Kathy seems quirky and Kyle seems relaxed along with her sister. You know, when Kyle used to do scenes with Kim, she always seemed so uptight. And I get it because Kim was going through so much. She was really dealing with a lot. So I do appreciate this sort of relaxed version of Kyle uh, alongside quirky Kathy. And I just feel like it's a sisterly relationship. And that's what Beverly Hills, to me, does really well. In the early seasons, I love the sisterly dynamic. Then we kind of got away from that because, you know, Kim was off stealing from a Target or I don't know what else. Remember, she was in the back of that limo with that man that looked like a bull mastiff. And she was doing that. And so we didn't get as much of the sisterly dynamic there for a while when they booted her off the program. And I loved my Kim, too, by the way. I don't I don't mean that as any shade towards Kim because I love my Kim want the best for her. But we got away from that Richard sister dynamic, and it seems like we're getting back to it. And I'm personally excited by that. Maybe some of you aren't, but I am. I feel like it's a better side to Kyle. This season looks good. It looks sort of balanced. But who knows? We've all, we all know with these trailers, you guys. These trailers, they make us think we're going into the season. It's going to be great. And then sometimes it's not so great. It's not so great. But to me, I'm excited about Beverly Hills. And again, I like last season, so uh, it looks great to me. I'm, I can't wait. We're going to be recapping it here on the show. We're also going to be recapping The Real Houses in New York. And I'm quite frankly excited to dive in because uh, right now uh, we have Dallas on the air. And you guys, Dallas, what is what the fuck's going on? Can we talk about that for a second? What the fuck is going on with Dallas? Dallas. 
Ah, I love that sound, don't you? And that's the sound you're going to hear when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Uh, We use it here at Everything Iconic. Shopify is the best all-in-one commerce platform capable of handling all your business complexity, no matter how big you grow. I think it's fantastic. You're probably thinking, sure, but migrating is going to be a headache, but Shopify's app store has the migration apps you need to migrate all of your products, your orders, your customers, and more uh, from every major e-commerce platform all the way to Shopify. And I always hate when I'm shopping online and I have to re-enter all of my information. Well, Shopify store remembers your shipping address, your payment information. So if you're on the couch and your wallet's on the kitchen counter, you don't have to get up, which is nice. So sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash everything iconic, all lowercase. That's one month for just $1 at shopify.com slash everything iconic. Shopify, S-H-O-P-I-F-Y dot com slash everything iconic. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. And we all carry around different stressors, both big and small. Sometimes the small stressors are the worst for me because I cannot stop thinking about them when I'm trying to sleep or when I'm trying to go about my day. I keep those little things bottled up and it can start to affect me negatively. Now, therapy is a safe space to get those things off of my chest and figure out how to work through all that stuff. And if you've never benefited from therapy, I think it's time you explore. I think anyone can be helped by going to a professional therapist. It's so incredibly helpful to get those coping skills skills and uh, deal with those stressors. So uh, if you're thinking of starting therapy, you can give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be super convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you got to do is fill out this quick, brief questionnaire and you get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge, which I think is so important. uh, So that way you find someone that you work well with. Now, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Everything Iconic today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Everything Iconic. If there's anything that I don't mind coming in last for, it's using this low-hanging testicle. Whose testicles are that low? I'm already going. Are we good? Okay. Right there. That's good. Okay, ready? Charles, you say go. Okay, I just want to give a brief overview of my thoughts on this week's Dallas. The first thought is, <sighs> that's my first thought. Um, what is going on over there? And I hate to come on this microphone and just badmouth the show every week. And I, I'm trying not to do that, but it was a really rough week. We got that Bigfoot man is back. He's got a two-episode arc on this season of The Real Houses of Dallas, which is very upsetting to me. Why do we need two weeks of that Bigfoot hunter I mean, good for him. I did feel bad for him last week. Kerry was an asshole, but then I didn't need him back this week to host those Olympics or whatever the, those things that Stephanie was planning on the, sh- which you guys, I didn't need to see that. I'm sorry. I know some of you like it. You, you say it's fun and it's fun and we're going to see fun. Uh, but it wasn't fun to me. I actually found it all very gross. I found the whole thing, seeing the pig and then the salsa in the bed. The first half of this episode of The Real House Dallas, I found truly disgusting. Like I, I, I turned it off at a certain point, you guys. And so I, I just want to say, turn off this podcast if you don't want to hear me badmouth Dallas, because I understand, you know, if you like this show, if you like this week's episode, just go listen to something else. I get it. You know, just you're everyone likes something different. So go turn off this podcast and go about your day. But 
uh, I'm going to drag it for a second. So the first half of the episode was just disgusting, foul even to me. Seeing the pig, the way these women treated this rented house, Carrie throwing all of the salsa on the bed, and they were all saying, like, it looked like diarrhea. And then there was, like, fart bombs. And then Brandy, as dressed as Bigfoot, jumping in the hot tub. I mean, I I honestly felt sick to my stomach. And I'm not even being... I'm not even being, uh, it's, I'm not exaggerating. Like I felt it was so disgusting. That image of the bed with the salsa, it's just like not something I need to see. And look, on this program, on The Real House of Dallas, even from the very beginning, they had a lot of poop humor. Remember they, uh, Brandy at one point wore the hat with the shit in it. They've always had that in this series. That's what the series is about. But this week, it just felt gross to me. And I was literally yelling at the screen. I'm like, I don't need to ever watch this again. I wanted to turn it off. And that's unfortunate because I felt like the second half of the episode had these beautiful moments between Tiffany and her mom. And we saw some of DeAndra dealing with her uh, family situation, which was very fascinating. There was like a Will situation that was fascinating. But I had to get through a bunch of shit humor to get to that good stuff. And I don't mind a prank on these shows, but these Dallas women, they're always pranking with poop. And I, I can appreciate a good poop humor. Don't get me wrong. My dad, his favorite scene growing up in that uh, movie Dumb and Dumber, which oh, it was like a family movie. We'd watch it every time it was on Dumb and Dumber. My dad would laugh hysterically, and I would too. I loved Dumb and Dumber as a kid. And there's that scene where Jeff Daniels is in the bathroom. And my dad, he could watch that scene a hundred times and have tears in his eyes. And I used to love watching him watch that scene because he would, Jeff Daniels would be in the bathroom just making fart sounds. And it was so gross, but my dad would just laugh hysterically and I loved watching him. So I can appreciate that kind of humor. I think that, uh, it's actually an underrated, uh, form of humor. You know, everyone loves a good fart joke. But there's a point where it takes it too far. And on The Real House is Dallas, like, I don't need them throwing fart bombs at each other and then, saying the bed looks like diarrhea and then having to look at it. And then even Brandy in that costume in the hot tub, like she thought she was so funny. I just could not deal with it. And you could almost see in Cameron's face because oftentimes on the show, I watch Cameron and I see her looking at everything going on and thinking, how did I get here? How am I part of this? And I felt like that was what was happening. Even DeAndra at one point, I saw the look on her face and I think she was thinking like, what the fuck? When Brandy was in the hot tub as the Bigfoot, she was just thinking to herself, like, how did I get here? And they need to do something to save this show. I can't imagine people wanting to tune in to see that first half. Maybe some people like the fun of it, but uh, I didn't think it was very fun. I just thought it was gross. And I understood Cameron was like, I'm going to go get a hotel. I wanted to go get a hotel. I wanted to leave my body because I was watching this. And I'm like, this is just foul. So I'm sorry to just drag it, but I, I really thought this was a low point. And I think I said last week it was a low point on the show. And I can't imagine going forward with this cast the way that it is. And I think they know. Bravo must know, like, this is not going well. Uh, because they produce all these other programs, and so they can see. And the ratings are in the toilet for Dallas, along with their humor. And uh, I don't know. Where do we go from here? But this was the first week where I was, I, I honestly felt like it was unwatchable. And then halfway through, we switched and we got some other good stuff. The Tiffany with her mom thing. Uh, I, here's my issue with that. I think it's a beautiful storyline. And if the other women had other things going on, I feel like it wouldn't seem as if Tiffany's sole focus was this relationship with her mom. Cause sometimes I feel like Tiffany, you know, we watch her and her scenes 
become a little bit of a downer because they're so heavy and no one else has anything going on. So it just feels like, oh, we're, we're dealing with this situation with Tiffany and her mom again. But that's only because there's no other storylines going on. You know, Deandra's got the stuff with her family, but it just feels, it feels weird to me. I'm sorry. I'm just bad mouthing this show. Um, but you know, I guess there were some bright spots. You know, I always say Tiffany's looks in the confessional. She was on Watch What Happens Live too. She always looks stunning. I don't know if she's got a stylist or what, but she looks great. I mean, just I, I, the way she's dressing and everything. Next season, I'm imagining they're going to be doing some reconfiguring if they even keep this thing around at this point. Maybe we take some time off. I know with Orange County, they're saying they're taking some time off. Maybe we figure it out, Dallas. We got to figure out what to do because I don't want Dallas to go away. I don't think. But I don't want to continue on with this. And Stephanie's always planning these trips. You know, at least when Cameron planned the trip, it seemed fun. And when we got to Oklahoma, you guys, I thought, I love Oklahoma too. Remember that uh, Sweet Home Oklahoma? Well, I was thinking, why didn't we get them on this episode? But I like Oklahoma. And when we got to that cabin, I thought that cab- cabin looked very cozy and fun. And I thought we were going to get some fun stuff. And then they just trashed it like a frat house. And by the end of the Oklahoma trip, I'm like, this looks like a shithole. It literally looked like the place that I lived. When I lived in Chicago, I lived with five straight guys you know, in my early 20s. And the house was disgusting. It was the cheapest house. It literally didn't even stand upright. Like, it was on a slant. Like You'd be walking. <laughs> I remember my bed. I'd be laying in my bed, and it felt like I was on a... Uh, an elevated chair or something because the the floor nothing was level it was just the whole house was off balance like the equilibrium on the house was off but it was so cheap the rent was cheap and it was uh, six guys i was only gay in the house um and i loved it we had so much fun i love those guys but uh, you guys it was disgusting i think back to that house and i couldn't even believe i lived there because it was just foul and that's what I felt like when I was at the end of this episode, or at the end of the Oklahoma trip in the Real House of Dallas. I'm like, am I living back at that house? Because this is disgusting. And I hope that they had renter's insurance. I felt bad for the renters. Because whoever rented that house to the Real Houses of Dallas, there's no way. I don't think anyone left that episode thinking, I want to stay there. Like, it just looked disgusting. So the renters, whoever gave them that house, probably thought they were going to get good advertisement out of this show. They probably thought, oh, everyone's going to watch the, this episode of The Real Housewives of Dallas and want to come stay at our house, and then they'll want to rent it. I got news for them. No one's going to want to stay there after seeing how Carrie trashed it. They were all, there was like a dead pig carcass at one. What did they even do? They said they cleaned up the pig carcass, but where did they put it? I don't know. I didn't even like on Atlanta when I had to keep looking at that pig's head. You know, I don't know what they're doing on these shows. Did they get a discount on pigs? Like, why is every show eating a big ass pig? I like ham as much as the next guy, but I don't need it served to me as like a pig carcass. I mean, come on, even on Thanksgiving dinner, you know, you don't see the head of the turkey and you carve it before you put it on the table. But on these shows, we're having to look at all these pig heads. Is pig heads like the new goat yoga? And if so, I don't want it. We're going to have to figure out something else. And speaking of next week on the show, it looks like they're doing a murder mystery party which we've seen on every one of these shows. And I get it, you guys. The producers got to figure out stuff to do with these people. You know, and sometimes it gets hard. They got to think of new things, but then sometimes it feels like they just got a group on for like a murder mystery party. And then we're watching them every show or escape rooms or, you know, those rooms where you you uh, destroy everything. I mean, we watch it and then we watch it again and 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 again. I can't do it. I can't do it. I, this just feels like really low point for 
The Real Houses of Dallas. I'm sorry, you guys. I, I don't. Okay, I'm done trashing it. I love decorating the house and getting furniture, but sometimes it could be overwhelming to design a space. And so luckily, I'm here to tell you about a company called Cozy. Now, Cozy is fantastic, a North American company that thoughtfully designs furniture made for modern living. Now, Cozy strives to provide the best furniture shopping experience with elegant, super high quality products, plus fast delivery and easy assembly, which is really important to me because I do not like putting together furniture. So the easier, the better for me. Now, Cozy offers a beautiful, customizable sofas and sectionals that are made to adapt in time. This means customers can add seats to the sofas over time. Maybe if you're extending your family, you might want more space on the couch. Cozy also offers a great range of coffee tables, washable rugs, wall shelving, credenzas, TV stands, and accessories. So much. It's thoughtfully designed furniture made for modern living. There's an outdoor sofa and tables collection that is fantastic. It's called the Mistral. So you can choose the perfect sofa configuration for your outdoor setup. Uh, Cozy also opened its first retail space on Queen Street in Toronto to push the experience to the next level and allow customers to engage physically with the products. So transform your living space today with Cozy. Visit Cozy.com, spelled C-O-Z-E-Y, to start customizing your furniture today. Again, that's Cozy, C-O-Z-E-Y.com. Let's think of something good that happened on this episode. Was there anything? I don't know. Oh, even those Olympic games. Uh, here, I'm not done dragging it, actually. The Olympic games when Stephanie brought out like the Budweiser torch thing, and then they had to put the the uh, testicles around their waist and like put it in a, or hit the Barbasol can. You guys, what was that? What the fuck? And then they had a, I know, she kept calling it the games or whatever the, I didn't like it. I didn't like it. And I like the games, you guys. Again, I was student council, a student council class president in Ohio. We used to play all sorts of icebreaker games. Uh, but I didn't need to see that on my, my housewives. I didn't need, I didn't need it. I didn't need it. Okay. You guys, that's, I got it all off my chest. You guys, that's the episode for today. I love you all so much for listening. I want to say, I think I mentioned last week, we got the new, um, t-shirts. We got up to 5XL on everything iconic.store. So if you want one of the t-shirts, they're great, uh, for Mother's Day. Everything iconic.store. Go buy t shirts, wine glasses, all of it, up to 5XL, the highest we could get. So, uh, what else do we got to talk about? Anything? Do we got anything here? I got to do my little meditation affirmation card for you guys, whether you like it or not, or my cheesy little uh, meditation card. So, this is, uh, I want to end the episode with this reminder to tell yourself, uh, tell yourself that I am attraction. So this is going to be a little meditation to remind yourself. Like a magnet, what I put out into the world, I get back. If I lead with negativity, I receive negativity. If I lead with positivity, I receive positivity. Therefore, I choose to lead with positivity. I am attraction. Okay, I just want to say sorry for all the negativity I just spouted on this podcast because now I realize... Now I realize I put out a lot of negativity and I didn't mean to do that. So I got to put out some positivity and that positivity is that I love you all so much for listening. And I hope next week, you know, we can lead with positivity and I won't have to drag this show. I hope it, I want it to be good. That's the positive here is I say all these things about Dallas Housewives because I want the show to be good. I care about these people, these women in this network. So next week, I hope to lead with positivity. And I hope you all go about your week leading with positivity. I love you all so much for listening. Stay safe and we'll talk soon. Yeah.